bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. The Father and His Household This seven-part series will help you appreciate the various stages of the relationship between God and man and empower you to fully partake of God's divine nature through Christ. Humans change. Civilizations change. Knowledge changes. Wisdom changes. Experience change. God does not change. Get your copies of The Father and His Household by Pastor Mesa Otterville. Available in seven-part audio series. Contact Alta Bookshop, Christ Temple, now on 233-302-688-000. And now, today's word. Number three, third value of this friendship is that God can now reveal his plans to Abraham. He can now tell his secrets to Abraham. He can tell Abraham what he's about to do. So if God is going to redeem mankind, he can't just work his plans and no human being knows what he's going to do. And then one day, boom, he says, this is what I've done. And they say, well, we didn't know it was you. We didn't prepare for it. You didn't say, you didn't tell anybody. But now, before God redeems man, he can talk to somebody who can announce to the rest of the world that this is God's plan. This is how he's going to do it. This is how he's going to do it. And this is how he's going to redeem mankind. So God now has somebody he can tell his plans to. That's the value of the friendship. Remember when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? And he came by Abraham's house and he was just going. And he says, I can't hide this from Abraham because he's my friend. I have to talk to Abraham about this. And he says, Abraham, listen, I'm going to Sodom and Gomorrah and I'm going to wipe them out. Because their sins are horrible. But I know that your nephew lives there. I'm telling you. Abraham says, sir, you know... <laughs> Can't you do something about it? If there are 50 people there, would you kill all of them together? God says, no. What about 45? God says, no. 40? No. Then Abraham now is getting frustrated. He thought that the people were, at least there will be 40 good people. What about 30? No. What about 20? No. 10? No. He gives up. But then God delivers Lot because he's his friend's nephew. Not because Lot is a good man. Lot is a bad man. <laughs> bad man. His wife didn't want to leave. She turned into a pillar of salt. His two children, who are supposed to be the holiest children in Sodom and Gomorrah, made their father drunk and slept with him, and each one of them had a child with their father, Lot. These are the best that Sodom and Gomorrah can produce. <laughs> this is the best. So they are not good people, but it's God's friend's nephew. That's my friend's nephew, and I have to do something to help my friend. So he delivers Lot because Abraham is his friend. And he can now tell Abraham what he's about to do. Maybe one day I will do this, and I will do that, and I will do that, and this is how I will save the world. He can tell all his plans to Abraham. Why? Because Abraham is his friend. He can now learn the secrets of God. That's the important thing. Now, 
How could God deliver, develop this huge, major relationship with a mere mortal, a mere man, Abraham? How did God do it? How did Abraham happen to become the friend of God? Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 15. Remember, we just looked at the top part of it, and now we're going to look at the second part of it from verse 8. There is something that God did with Abraham. He signed a covenant with Abraham. When God came to Abraham, he wants to deliver, develop this relationship with Abraham. Abraham was not the one who says, I want to be a friend of God. God says, I want to be Abraham's friend because I have to have a way of reaching to my people. So God cuts a covenant with Abraham. I want you to watch how this goes. Genesis chapter 15, verse 8 to 21. And this is Abraham speaking. Abraham said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? And he said to him, bring me a three-year-old Haifa, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram. Ram is a young sheep. A turtle dove and a young pigeon. Turtle doves and pigeons are almost about the same kind of animal. And, and normally in Israel, under the law, if you didn't have enough money to make a sacrifice, then you bring a turtle dove. So the, the ram and the others are for people who can afford. For those who can't afford, turtle dove. So this is providing for those who can afford and those who can't afford. Everybody's included. So God says, bring me these animals, five animals in all. Three of them four-footed and two of them birds of the air. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell down, fell upon and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abraham, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers. And then he talks about all of that. And then the Bible says in verse 18, not, okay, verse 17. And it came to pass when the sun was going down, it was dark. And that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between these pieces. On that same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day. So what, what is all this about? It's a covenant. Now, what God said to Abraham, bring the Haifa, three years old, bring the goat, three years old, bring the ram, three years old, all of them three years old. Now, the difference between this and what you find later in the, in the law is that in the law, the animals were supposed to be one year. But in this instance, they are three years old. Why three years? I can't tell you, but I can make a deduction. Now, when, normally when I'm preaching, I say, I can't tell you. I can conjecture or make a deduction. It doesn't mean I don't know anything about it. It simply means that I can't pinpoint you straight to a scriptural, hard scriptural proof. So, but I can make some deduction. I believe the reason he says three years old, three years old, is because from the time 
When Jesus is baptized, when the heavens open and God says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, to the time that he's cut down and crucified is three years. This is symbolizing to an extent what is going to happen in the future. However, Abraham has these animals and God says, you cut them into two. Now, he didn't say cut them uh, upper body one way and a lower body the other way. He cut them in the middle. That's from split them from the head and through the chest area down. So they are split into two equal parts. And uh, they put one on one side, the left, the other on the right. And they, that's for the Haifa. And then they did the same for the goat, one on the left, one on the right. They did the same for the ram, one on the left, the other on the right. Then the pigeon goes to the left, and the uh, turtle dove goes to the right. So if you were looking at it, it's a four lines of half, three half pieces and one bed, three half pieces, one bed. In between, there is an, a path. Can you imagine that? Can you see that picture? Okay. Now, what is happening is not strange to Abraham. Because where Abraham came from, that is how they built lasting friendship. In the culture of the Chaldeans, if somebody wanted to build a relationship, maybe two families, they are enemies. And then one day, for whatever reason, they say, we want to now sign a covenant of friendship forever. This is what they would do. Or two people love each other and they say, we want to be friends forever. They will sign this covenant. Now, when they put these parts in place, they will both walk in the middle path, the aisle in between. And as they are walking through the path, each one of them is saying, from today, my relationship with you is permanent. And if I don't honor my word and I become your enemy, may I become like these animals that have been cut into two. In other words, my life is in this covenant. Now, Abraham came from a culture that understood that. So God says, Abraham says, how can I know that you will be a faithful friend to me? And God says, Abraham, I'll speak in the language you understand. Go bring these animals. So Abraham sets them up. And when Abraham sets it up, the normal thing is that Abraham must go and walk in it. And really, in those days, when you have signed a covenant with a, a, a lesser and a higher, the lesser one walks in it, the higher one doesn't walk in it, because the lesser one who needs the protection of the higher one. So the logical thing is Abraham must walk in the path of the animals that have been slain. But as he's watching the thing, he doesn't know what to do. He sees vultures representative of Satan coming to disrupt this agreement that God is going to sign with Abraham. So Abraham shoes them away. The vultures go. And Abraham is going, is looking on. The Bible says he falls, falls under a supernatural darkness. Literally, it means that he falls into a trance. He can see what is happening, but he can't do anything. He's frozen. So Abraham is frozen in place. He's watching the animals. He can't walk in them. He's been stopped from walking in them. And as he's watching, he sees something walking in them. And it's, it's a, something that looks like a coal pot full of fire. And another th thing that looks like a branch of fire. Two things. And they walk into all the paths. Go into the middle. Go zigzag. Go round, 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 round. And that was God. 
God says, Abraham, what am I about to do with you doesn't even depend on you. It's me who wants to be your friend. And this friendship I am entering into is not just for today. God literally saying, if I fail you, Abraham, I will no longer be God. I will be cut in two like these animals have been cut in two. And because I cannot change and I cannot be cut into Abraham forever, this covenant stands. My life, my integrity, my kingdom, everything I have is at your disposal. I am your friend forever. And he says to Abraham from this day, and you read the Bible says, say, from that day, the Lord cut a covenant with Abraham. I will never fail you. What I have promised to do for humanity, to make you a blessing, to deliver your enemy into your hands, to conquer the earth and to give you victory and deliver humanity, I will never fail because I am your friend. And I will never fail you. God the greater brought himself to Abraham's level to be a friend of a mortal Abraham who is still at this time an outcast so that God will have a relationship with Abraham that will allow Abraham to enter his presence and not be consumed and eventually allow Abraham's descendants to also be able to come before the house of God. God cut a covenant with Abraham the highest covenant of friendship. And from that time, Abraham became the friend of God. So in the household of God now, there are angels who are staff. There are outcasts who are not in the house, but among the outcasts, one of them has a special relationship with the father. And that one can come before the father, the father can speak to him, the father can tell him his plans, and the father can receive people who are related to his friend. So this friend can now bring in other people and say, let's go see my friend and show them the father so the father can also have a relationship with them. Now Abraham's privileged relationship with God also meant that now Every child Abraham has is going to stand in a special relationship with God. Now, the interesting thing to note is that Abraham had no child. So God made sure, remember, Adam had his children after they were cast out. So everybody was cast out. Now, Abraham had no child before the covenant. Because God didn't want Abraham to have any child who would not have a relationship with him. He wanted to cut this covenant with Abraham before he could release Abraham to have a child so that Abraham's children can have access to his household. So it is only after this covenant, you remember he's saying, look at me, I have no child, I have no child. It's only after later that Abraham started having children because his children must be children who were born because of a covenant of friendship with Jehovah Almighty. And it is only at that time that the Abraham's children could now access the home of Jehovah God. Now let's try and tie it down. 
So let's look at Abraham's descendants and then I'll close. Abraham's de descendants. Abraham's descendants are twofold. I told you I was going to come to this at the tail end of my message. First, there is the natural children of Abraham. The natural children. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 to 16. Abraham's natural children. He says, And the Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had separated from him, Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, eastward, southward. For all the land which you see I will give to you and your descendants forever, and I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. The dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. So Abraham is going to have children who are from the earthly. The Bible refers to them as the dust of the earth. These are natural, biological, blood children of Abraham. They will inherit the earth, land. They will inherit land. God, God, God will give them what is called the promised land. They have an earthly reward. So they're earthly children of Abraham. His descendants are going to be many. Some of them are going to be earthly. But then they're also going to be spiritual children of Abraham. Spiritual children of Abraham. Genesis chapter 15, verse 5 to 6. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, not the earth, toward the heaven. And count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to them, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. So there are the children who are represented from an earthly imagery, the dust of the earth. But there are children who are represented from a heavenly imagery. As many as the stars, they are the spiritual children of Abraham. They will inherit heaven. And they're going to do it through righteousness. Their inheritance is not going to be land. It's going to be righteousness. So, Abraham now is a friend of God. He has access to God. He now can bring his children in. But the descendants of Abraham are not just going to be the dust of the earth. They are also going to be the stars of heaven. People who are connected to Abraham not by blood, but by faith. And their inheritance is righteousness. They are not the physical children of Abraham. All these are Abraham's children. Father 